Hello, 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 <laughs> and welcome to another episode of London Pure's podcast. Today, I will be reading from, can you guess, chapter seven <laughs> of my book, Tajiri, and this chapter is entitled, You Desire to Be Us. Now, if you guys listened to my last week's episode, you will see how this chapter and the title ties into following the last paragraph of what I read last week, um, which was that chapter was, um, what about us? What about us that scares you? So this chapter really ties in with the last chapter. And for you guys who don't know me, my name's Lana, and I am a published author, DJ, and music producer, and podcaster. And I decided to do my book, Tajiri, T-A-J-I-R-I, all capital letters and space, um, and a conversation on the truth. And I don't just mean the truth to talk to you in history class. Do an audiobook of it. And everybody likes to listen while they read, or read while they read, or move while they read. So I figured, let me try audio. <laughs> and this is my first time doing a podcast um, type of thing. So bear with me. I'm still trying to learn the ins and outs. And again, my book, Tajiri, is on Amazon and Google Play paperback and ebook is on there so for those of you who like to hold the book in your hand totally available <laughs> and you can also find me on all platforms you know spotify instagram twitter all that jazz at lana impure one word um we can all lowercase letters um as well as my new ep is out um lana impure as well as i just did two music videos for it so definitely check those out i think you guys will like it it's on my instagram and um, twitter page and you can also find me on soundcloud too that line if you want to listen to all my latest you know music as well as apple music and all that stuff itunes um and fun fact tajiri is my middle name <laughs> and it means one who's destined to be wealthy it's swipe so that that um title that name i decided went perfectly with this book you know what i'm trying to say and um also full disclosure this book does hit a little sore points you know in today's society so again i'm not here to offend anybody you know it's just to shed some truth you know on what i feel needs to be heard so i always say that in the beginning of each episode so not to offend you know anybody you know in today's society everybody's sensitive so i try my best you know not to offend i am human we all make mistakes but just know every episode i will put that disclosure out so you know nobody feels some type of way you know unwillingly and my podcast and the episodes air every sunday um at six o'clock 6 30 um eastern standard time every sunday uh, you can listen to it on Anchor, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, YouTube, all that jazz. So you'll be able to listen to that as well. And my episodes are up now um, as we speak. So do tune into that. Um, and I hope everybody is being safe, you know, staying social distance. And you guys are going out to vote. Because <laughs> that is what is important right now. And beating this virus. So without further ado, let us dive into chapter 7. You desire to be us. All that can be is me, whoever that is. You know who quoted that? Which is also one of my favorite quotes. 
was Bob Dylan. And I stand by that quote to this day. All you can be is yourself. All you can be is what your calling is. All you can be is what your destiny is. A lot of people fall in the category of trying to be someone who they aren't or to please people unnecessarily, just to either make them happy or they aren't happy with themselves. I always wondered why that was. Are you not happy with what and how God portrayed you, that you strive to be someone that you aren't? This is not just a black versus white thing. We all strive to be someone that we aren't and we want to either have a better life or someone else's for that matter. There is nothing wrong with that. That is just human nature. What the actual problem is, people don't know how or when to throw in the towel. And by towel, I mean to just either mind their business or pull back a little bit and stay in their lane, which is either said and done. When people hear that term, stay in their lane, most people get offended by that. And I'm not sure. Sometimes you are out of your element. A lot of people like showboating what they can do by working out of their means, their skills, and reasonable capabilities, which can be said the same way about white people feeding black people so disgustingly and yet to want to say they understand our pain. How, Sway? How can you understand someone's pain when one, where one, you were the one to cause it, and two, you don't really know another culture as much as you think you do? The only thing you know about African Americans is that we are good workers, we have excellent bone structure, and our babies come out beautiful. Case in point, the movie Get Out, which is about an interracial couple and a girlfriend, was being bringing him home to meet the parents. What he didn't know was this place was weird, creepy, and the family and community was racist. In their minds, taking body parts from black people was a game or tradition they did. Eyes, arms, legs, everything to create the perfect person. Now, I'm paraphrasing the movie, nor do I want to ruin it if you didn't watch it. It's actually a very good movie. In the audience, when I went to go see this movie, it was very diverse. Interracial couples everywhere, which was interesting in itself. Black people went in mad and left angry and annoyed. White people went into the theater intrigued and left feeling empowered and such. Now, this is just my observation from my view on the theater I went to. I can't speak on others. The same can be said when the NWA movie came out back in August of 2014. I saw it on my birthday. That movie sparked a whole lot of safety issues for whites leaving the theater that weekend. A lot of people, previous generations, knew that story already of NWA. But I, a lot of millennials, didn't know it to its capacity. It was a phenomenal movie and was amazingly put together. While NWA was focused on the story of these five young men in the trial of tribulations, Get Out centered around what and how white people really saw and viewed us and the lengths and depths they would go to accomplish the goal to be number one. That movie aside, that has been going on for years. Not the removal of black body parts. Well, we count Emmett Till, then sure. But the fact that secretly whites want to be black and black people just want to live. We aren't trying to be someone we aren't. We just want to fit in or say, I was that. The amount of females who get surgery to either have a bigger butt, bigger lips, long straight hair, bigger boobs, why? Are you not happy with how God created you? Again, nothing wrong with trying to improve your confidence, but it gets to be tricky and annoying when you get a bigger butt and hips and lips and try to tell us that you were born this way. No, you weren't. Black people, as you know, because of all the cartoons, flyers, and wanted ads, that are put out to catch slaves, kill them, sell them, or betray them in movies. You people had us looking like apes and coons and monkeys with the big lips, overgrown eyes, nappy hair, and bent over body and thick thighs. Don't think that is forgotten because no one really discusses it. I remember how in school we had to read stories about my ancestors and the horrible horror they went through. 
I remember learning about Emmett Till on my own because he wasn't taught in school and how horrified I was to see how he looked, to watch Birth of a Nation and see how and see how they portrayed us to look in other countless books and stories on what they really thought of us. So you can't tell me that whites secretly don't want to be us and have that sort of connection that we have to our roots because black people love where they come from, aside from white people desperately trying to either send us back to Africa or kill us. We are proud of our ancestors because we know all they did to endure, and for what? To make America great again from what? What was so bad about it that it needs to be made great again? fact remains that people who are in, the he- in that headspace and the people who operate with that line of thinking will go nowhere in life. Being stuck in that World War I mentality and even the Civil War, we are going backwards and it is a scary time. We desire to be us. When you want to shoot us down and move into our towns and cities, but at the same time you want to go down to Jamaica vacation to learn how to crip walk. You can't have it both ways, I think. I said that before. You wanted so badly to keep whites and blacks separated in the 1950s with these signs, colors, and whites only. But now you want to be up on us, up on our men, and trying to have mixed babies. Ain't nothing wrong with wanting beautiful babies, but please, y'all have to stop trying to have your cake and eat it too. You want the mixed babies with the hair all out, but when we have our babies like that real labored ass, not taking care of them. We want to lay and be with our men, but when it is reversed, we are looked at as tampering with your race and your heritage. We want to eat and try to cook our food, but don't want to be seen out in the certain areas that sell it. We want to travel to our homelands and see our culture, but yet you complain that the African American History Museum is taking too much space. We want to listen to our music and try to rap, but when we make our music and talk about real life things, we are looked at as thugs who are complaining. You want to hold on so tightly to your confederate flags and your monumental statues, but yet we want to tear down or remove the ones, rightfully so, of slaveholders, it's an issue. When we are screaming Black Lives Matter and the NAACP, the SPLC, and the SNCC, the Black Panther Party, Malcolm X, MLK, and countless others are just trying to do justice, give us freedom, and speak the truth, you guys have a problem. But at the same time, you are the first to quote from MLK in a classroom or your books or even in a conversation. Most importantly, when our brothers, sons, daughters, children, aunts, uncles, friends, mothers, fathers, grandparents are dying out on the streets, where are you? Where is the support you have for your fellow comrades when their lives are in need of, or if it was your child? These cases we see when a white child goes missing or is kidnapped. They set out a whole SWAT team, the whole police force, FBI, and they put their best men and women on the job. But evidently, when it just comes to another black person, you may, and I use that word extremely loosely, follow some leads, ask some questions, and may send a cop to a door. Two, three months go by, this poor family has heard nothing, and now we are looked at as a nuisance to the police force because we just want you to do your jobs. White people figure, well, if I let this go by, time has gone by, this will just go away, and I won't have to do much work, which inevitably happens, and then... What do we do next? You see on CNN covers the case. Benjamin Crump, the lawyer, comes on and tries to get in front of it. They either call Reverend Al Sharpton or help from the NAACP to get support and help. Then a movement starts and protests and so on and so forth. But all the while, this young brother or sister name is getting farther and farther lost in the sauce and she or he becomes another name on the sidewalk or on a wall or a t-shirt. Another name in the book, a Google search, another mother has to bury her child before any answers were given. Then all of a sudden, breaking news, a video gets leaked from either an anonymous source or the footage has just magically been released six months later. We see bits and pieces of the body cam going in and out, 
and being cut off during times. We either hear or see white cops using unnecessary force, again. We see or hear white cops using racial slurs, again. We see another man fearing for his life, again. Pleading for cops to stop, again. Fearing that he can't breathe, again. Fearing that he won't make it home, again. Fearing that he won't see his family, again. Fearing that this is his last day on earth, again. Calling out he can't breathe or for a family member, again. Screaming, complying, listening, silent, not moving. Handcuffed, dead, again. And all, and I mean all, of this can be avoided every single time if cops, white cops, would stop looking at us as animals. Because every case that we have seen or heard, that is how we are being treated. We are being looked at and handled, I should say, as a bother and just a thing you can you can't wait to get off of. These cases are piling up day after day, and what people are doing about it is nothing, not a thing. Days go by and mothers are losing more children. This president, your president, is dividing this country even more. People are still dying from COVID and life goes on. Because this didn't happen to you, right? This wasn't your child murdered in cold blood on camera and no justice was served. This wasn't one of your loved ones. This wasn't unnecessary force in your eyes. This wasn't racial profiling. This was called for. These cops followed the rules, their training. In what world is it okay to choke hold a child? In what world is it okay to lay your knees in someone's spine for 8 minutes and 46 seconds? In what world is it okay for you to shoot a sleeping beauty 8 times while she's in her home? What world is it okay for you to take a father from a daughter, from his daughter? What world is it okay for you to take a son from his mother? What world is it okay for you to murder someone and get destitute? And what world is it okay for a president to say during a riot in Charlottesville that you had fine people on both sides? Both sides of what? These people were racist, white murderers, and the fact that you think those kind of people, fine people, really says something about you in today's society. No one was fine that day. No one. A young girl died while being run over by a car by the fine people you called. And that is okay with your world? To have a president who believes and says and contradicts himself hourly? Not even hourly. Daily? Not even daily. Minutely? This world is going to crap and we are worse off than we had ever been. We desire to be us. Evidence, actions, and recent events in history has shown that and how, and how you truly feel. People lie, numbers lie, but facts don't lie. And I said that before. You can't hide anymore behind your veil of white privilege because now everything is up in your face. What are you going to do now? Are you going to run to your white constituents and ask for them for help? Are you going to run to your black homies and see if they can give you a better understanding of the situation? Or are you going to turn to your parents and grandparents and ask for some help? But wait, you can't go to them because their way of thinking and their outlook on the world is why we are here in the first place. So what can you do? Slowly, your white privilege is deteriorating and soon there will be nowhere you can fly to or hide or pay off. You can try going to your local mayor or governor, or hell, just for kicks, the president, but they are so ass backwards they can't help. What is there to do in a world that seems so confusing and you are so lost that you can't even turn to your community? Nowadays, everyone is either too sensitive about what to say and not to say, or if they do say something and get caught, they shy away. Why shy away from what you said? You can always tell someone's true colors by three different ways. One, they are drunk. Drunk eyes never tell lies. Two, first encounters, first five minutes always tells you everything you need to know about a person. Three, how they treat their mother. And this goes for men and women. If they show them disrespect, then they have no respect for themselves or you. With that being said, listen to your gut and your intuition. You have heard of a mother's intuition, right? 
You listen to that because 10 times out of 10, you are normally right. What is truly changing and what people have to be aware about is people are becoming more open and bold with how they really feel. Like as once, no, at life as we know it. Life as we once knew it isn't the same and probably never will be. Why people are somehow getting this entitled feeling that granted it never left and it was always there. But now since your president says anything that comes to his head, people are thinking that is it okay that it is okay. It is validated to hang Confederate flags outside and slay and say racial slurs boldly to your face and not get any um ass weapons, so to speak. I have seen people do that and disrespect others for so many years and it amazes me that no one seems to learn from it. No one seems to learn from anything from their predecessors or, or just from watching other people do the same and fail. When will the time come when we don't have to worry about white people trying to kill us daily? When will the time come when we don't have to worry about being poor for another 75 years? When will we have to worry about cops not shooting us down the street, schools, educating, their kids on the right track and giving them the correct information. Being taught the wrong information is harmful in itself and the cycle can't be broken. People want to stay the same. Desire is one thing, but why not desire to be your own person or at least try to break the chain of systematic racism? People always say that it takes a village to raise a child, but I believe that isn't necessarily true. We don't need a village to raise a child. We need a person or two to raise one. Same with when people say we can't stop racism. It is up to white people. That is true, but also you can help along the way. Instead of leaving it up to them on their own, because I'm not sure if you haven't noticed, but it has been 400 years that they had to get together to change their ways and start over. But yet they haven't. My thing is if it has been that long, do you honestly think that they are going to try to fix things now? When they have had it all this time and yet didn't see the need to try? When time and time and decade again, we have been beaten, killed, shot, and our population is dying. But yet people's focus is on criminal is, is on animal cruelty, which rightfully so, and everything else under the sun. But we have we have and had to fight to get our names recognized and our skin recognized. I'm talking about Black History Month, which by the way is the shortest month of the year, and of course they gave that to us. While the fact remains that during this month they show the same five black movies. Martin Luther King Jr., one with the light skinned guy and the dark skinned guy. Two, Rose Parks with Angela Bassett, three. Maybe if you're lucky, Malcolm X with Denzel Washington. Four, Maya Angelou special. I know why the cage bird sings. Five, Roots. These are the same five movies that are played every year on TV during this month. Sadly enough, this February in 2020, I only saw one MLK movie, and that was played at the end of the month. It is getting to the point that we can't even have our full month of experiencing and enjoying our Black culture. It boils down to people not wanting to let us have our heritage and learning about it. The knowledge of our people is getting lost so <laughs> i hope you guys enjoyed this chapter this one was a little bit longer than the other ones and this one kind of kind of got a little angry <laughs> had a lot to say but i don't want to say too much because i want this chapter to settle in so i hope you guys had a great week and i hope you guys have a great sunday and a blessed evening again every sunday this will be aired at six o'clock 6 30 eastern um you can catch me on all platforms at lana and pure i hope you guys have a great week and do something that you didn't do the night before see you next time